0: Hi, this is Brett Halsey, the next guest on On Screen and Beyond.
1: On Screen and Beyond,
2: an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and
1: music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond. Brian Zemrak.
2: Hey, thanks for stopping by for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 326 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This week on On Screen and Beyond, Brett Halsey comes our way. He was the star of Return of the Fly, classic film right there. And he was also the star of the TV show in the 60s called Follow the Sun And all kinds of other things he's been in, and he's a writer too. And he's got a new book out called The Grave Misunderstanding, and it's a novel. It's not a memoir or anything like that, it's a novel. So uh, we're gonna talk about that and a whole lot more. That's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. Thank you for joining us. Love hearing from you. We've got a lot of emails this week. We appreciate that very much. And uh, we also, uh, you know, looking over our stats about where people are listening to On Screen and Beyond and uh, Germany, China, U.S., of course and uh, New Zealand New Zealand is one of our biggest uh, listeners in Aust- Australia and just so many other places we appreciate you listening to us love your emails and keep your messages coming about uh, your birthdays because we of course now have our birthday segment that we do here at on screen and beyond if you have a friend or you have a birthday coming up send us where you live who you are, or who the person's celebrating the birthday, and the date, so we know what that is. Some people, uh, most people, are sending, uh, telling me to say just their first names, and that's fine. You can do that, or I'll say your first and last name, whatever you feel. But you gotta send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. com. I'll see what about see what I can do about getting your birthday on here on, on Screen and beyond. Also, of course, you can send to that same address. Feedback at OnScreenAndBeyond.com, and uh, there you can make a suggestion for a guest. So, what do you say? Let's get right into Remake Madness on, on screen and Beyond.
1: Please hang up and try again.
2: Remake Madness, well, it looks like Will Ferrell is looking to remake and bring to the big screen the short-lived 80s TV series, Manimal. And it was about a man who could shapeshift into an animal to help solve crimes, uh, I don't know if anybody remembers that one, but uh, I remember that one. And the Disney classic Swiss Family Robinson is being remade by Steve Carell. And it's being called Brooklyn Family Robinson. And it uh, also seems that uh, that seems to be a uh, you know little competition coming our way as stories being inspired or films being inspired by the classic book by Johann David Weiss. And another one is coming your way called Stranded with Kevin James. So that'll be a good one, too. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, George Clooney is working on a film called Coronado High. It's about real-life events that took place where a high school teacher enlists his students to smuggle pot from Mexico. And Ella Fanning will play author Mary Shelley, the writer of Frankenstein, in a biopic called A Storm in the Stars. Shooting is expected to start in 2015. And this one sounds very interesting. Mary Tyler Moore, Bob Newhart, Debbie Reynolds, Jerry Lewis, Don Rickles, Tim Conway are all rumored to be part of Big Finish. As a show business retirement home residents get together and try to save the home that they live in from being sold to a casino owner, all right, we'll see what happens with that and that's it. sequel City's coming up next right here on on screen and beyond. <laughs> Sequel City, it looks like Pirates of the Caribbean 5 now has an official date for release. It will arrive in theaters on July 8th, 2017. Frozen 2 may be coming down the pike with all kinds of merchandising, you know, and things before it gets here. Storybooks, uh, karaoke CDs, ice shows, all sorts of stuff. So get ready for that. And a prequel to The Shining called the overlook hotel is in the works and it's going on over there at warner brothers that's it for sequel city next on on screen and beyond tv on dvd on DVD, October 7th. Showtime's Penny Dreadful will arrive on Blu-ray and DVD. October 7th will also bring us Ancient Aliens Season 6, Volume 1. And October 14th, Dracula Season 1 will bite its way onto Blu-ray and DVD. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, Maleficent, with Angelina Jolie, will hit stores on November 4th. And X-Men Days of Future Past lands on DVD and Blu-ray on October 14th. And The Fault in Our Stars will make you cry on September 16th. That is it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time.
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDST.
2: TV and entertainment time. Well, an executive producer of Under the Dome is hinting that a killed off character may return to the show. Get ready for that one. And Scandal is adding Portia de Rossi. To its casts in season four and you can look for season two of fargo to bring a prequel of itself with a new cast and new storylines that's it for tv and entertainment time next on on screen and beyond celebrity birthdays we baked you
1: a birthday cake if you get a tummy ache Moan and groan and woe Don't forget we told you so Happy birthday!
2: Happy birthday! <laughs> Celebrity birthdays, it looks like August 3rd. Tony Bennett turns 88. Martha Stewart, 73. Jay North, Dennis the Menace, 63. And Martin Sheen, 74. August 4th brings Billy Bob Thornton to the age of 58. August 5th, you can look for Lonnie Anderson to turn 68. August 6th, Soul Moon Fry, Punky Brewster turns 37. August 7th, Charlize Theron, 38. And David Duchovny, 53. Wayne Knight turns 58 on that date. August 8th, Dustin Hoffman is going to be 76. Former On Screen and Beyond guest, Connie Stevens, turns 75. And Donnie Most, also a past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 60. And on August 9th, Melanie Griffith turns 56. August 10th, Antonio Banderas is going to be turning. I don't have his age written down there. (laughs) But that's it. That's it for celebrity birthdays. And now for listener birthdays. We've got a couple. August 5th, John over in Boise, Idaho will turn 39. And on August 8th, Sharon in Wellington, New Zealand will be turning 42. That is it for Celebrity Birthdays. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we are going to be joined by Brett Halsey, co-star Of the return of the fly classic film right there and he was also the star of follow the Sun and of course like I said earlier return of the fly with Vincent Price he was in that and so many other TV shows and films that he was in he's also a writer he has been a writer for a while he's been writing several novels but he has a new one out called a grave misunderstanding Brett Halsey is next right here on on screen and beyond Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an actor and writer who starred in the 60s TV show Follow the Sun. He co-starred with Vincent Price in Return of the Fly, as well as guest starred in roles, so many I can't even mention on TV and movies. He's written several novels, including his latest called A Grave Misunderstanding. It's Brett Halsey. Brett, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you. Brett, it's such a pleasure. I've seen a lot of the shows that you've been on over the years. And, of course, Return of the Fly, that's something that, uh, you know, uh, it was just uh, one of those sci-fi films that everybody used to watch. Uh, And and I didn't know, I never realized that you were a writer.
0: Well, uh, that came later. I started writing, uh, actually, I really started writing when I was working in Italy because I made so many uh, uh, Italian films back in the days when they... When they didn't record sound, they would uh, they would they would give the actors a, a, a rough translation from Italian, and uh, I started writing by rewriting those those scripts so they made some sense. So that's what... it, it was difficult. It, it just as a as a as an aside, my first film over there, a film called uh, Seven Swords for the King, in my first scene, because they were not recording direct sound, there were five actors each actor speaking his own language. So that was, it's very difficult to to play when you're playing with people who who are speaking a language you don't really understand.
2: Right. (laughs) So that's the the roots of your writing. Uh, Now, how many novels have you written?
0: Uh, Four.
2: Mm -hmm. And now, is there a certain genre that they're they're all in?
1: Well,
0: the the general genre, Genre is called uh, uh, mainstream fiction, mm-hmm. but there's no no uh, l- real like uh, trend. Like they're not all detective or something. The first one was uh, uh, "Magnificent Strangers," that was about my experiences in Rome, a novel uh, about uh, movie making and, and, and Americans living in Rome in the '60s. Uh, it was very successful, as a matter of fact. Won uh, funds and prizes, and and uh, it did well. Then my next novel was uh, also showbiz oriented. It was a novel about, uh, well, I called it a a, a novel written in in um, soap opera fashion about people making a soap opera. Ah, it was yeah. called uh, uh, Yesterday's Children. Then I wrote one called um, um, My Soul to Keep, and that's about uh, early California history. It's a, kind of a l- love and war and, uh, well, uh, it's the, the, the slug line is a story of forbidden love, war, and heartbreaking betrayal in 19th century California. But that one's just, it's an e-book. We, we haven't done that one in print yet. Oh, okay,
2: yeah. Now, tell tell us about grave A Grave Misunderstanding.
0: Well, it's a lot of fun, and many people think it's my best book. Uh, it's kind of black humor, in a, in a way. Uh, I'll read you the slug line for that. <clears throat> a desperate young woman kills her abusive husband. Her boyfriend hides the corpse in the grave of the husband's previous wife. Thus begins a series of unintended murders, youthful betrayals, illicit sex, and an unlikely love story. Uh, it's it's dark, but it uh, has, has a sense of humor. I was really uh, pleased that uh, some of the reviewers caught that, that, that that meant much of it in fun. As I, In some of the uh, horror films that I did, one in particular, A Touch of Horror for Lucha Fulci, was really it? It started off as a, uh, a regular blood and guts horror picture, but Fulci and I got together and, and made it into uh, some dark humor sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that very much.
2: Yeah. Now, uh, from your description of this uh, a grave misunderstanding, it, it sort of reminds me of the the old movies like uh, Postman Always Rings Twice or something like that.
0: Yeah, well, that, that was my inspiration. Really? In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was a long time coming. I, I'm not a, the kind of a writer that sits down and gets an idea, and a couple of months later, out pops a book. Uh, I have maybe six or seven other books in my computer started, going back to, I don't know, maybe ten years. Hmm. And uh, that, that was the case with... Uh, with Gray, it I first started taking notes, oh, I guess back in the eighties, huh. but it took a while, you know, I, cook, I I write and come back, write and come back. I'm, I'm working on one now that I started on a few years, few, ba- few years back that I'm just kind of fumbling my way through to, to set the, the plot of the story.
2: Yeah. Huh. So, so even though you were started as an actor, w- was this something that was bubbling under? Y- you know, even though you never started doing it till later on, but was it bubbling under? You know, always thinking about writing.
0: Uh, yeah, I wasn't aware of it so much, but yes, it 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 was always there. Uh, it, when you talk to actors, we don't have much control over what we're doing. We have uh, the script. The, the director, the producer, the uh, the producer's wife—everyone has an opinion. <laughs> and it, it's it's very difficult for uh, for an actor to be uh, totally creative, whereas a writer, the characters are all mine. I can kill them, uh, make them heroes. I can do whatever I want. So I'm in mm-hmm. almost complete control, and I, and I like that power. Yeah. Huh. Artistic power.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, so it's a, just another branch of creativity for you.
0: Exactly, yeah.
2: Yeah. So as far as acting, what spurred you to become an actor?
0: Okay. That goes back to when I was <laughs> <coughs> like five years old. Uh, I was in a church play, and uh, I played King Midas in this play. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a five-year-old, I'm on stage in this church. I mean, it's not a big deal, but, you know. And uh, as I was playing my role of King Midas, the all-powerful king, I noticed uh, all the adults in the audience were sitting quietly listening and watching me, and I thought, wow, thats I've never had that happen before. So I kind of enjoyed the, the power of it. And then... Uh, the bug always stuck uh, through school, high school, and, and uh, the little theater and things like that. Radio, I, I worked in radio. Mm-hmm,
2: yeah. yeah. yeah it's funny, uh, many actors have s- told a similar story about how they you know, got into acting, or got the bug, I should say, because uh, a lot of them have said that they, starting in a, either a school play or a church play or something like that, and people were just clapping for them or just listening to them, and they... they they really like that. So it's it's funny how a lot of other actors have said the same thing.
0: Well, it's hard to get started in anything until you've uh, had a little taste of it. Right, yeah. One of the things that got me started uh, was early on, you know, you've interviewed enough actors to know that uh, beginning actors don't make much money. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, most of them have second and third jobs. Well, I... I had an interesting experience Um, a friend of mine had been a a bodyguard for this famous detective uh, agency in in Hollywood and he um, he told me one day he said you know there's one one of the other guys there's an opening because one of the other bodyguards was supposed to be uh, protecting this this wife from her husband and the husband broke into the uh, apartment shot the wife and also shot the bodyguard. Just got him in the heel as he was diving behind the the, the sofa. Uh, I think there's a job opening. Shall I mention it to the <laughs> to the boss of the agency? And I thought, whoa, I don't know about that. But you know, it sounded all right because uh, the, it was part time. Uh, I would be available for auditions and and so on. So I said, yeah. So this is developing into a story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My first job was uh, to bodyguard Linda Darnell, the actress. Uh-huh. And she was going through a divorce, and she was afraid her husband was going to break into the house and, and do all sorts of mischief. So uh, I was hired to uh, to protect her. And she lived in this big mansion, and I never saw her. I was always downstairs in the library where I could keep an eye on the door and the windows and stuff. But anyway, while sitting there, I started reading, and I, I read... Uh, uh, Bud Schulberg's *The Disenchanted*, which was a great story about how old Hollywood destroyed its own. Mm-hmm. And then I got uh, so interested that I, I read another. They found another Bud Schulberg's book, *What's It makes Sammy Run?* And I thought, hey, that's that's really interesting. I, I think I could do that. I think I'd like to do that. And that, that that's. Sparked the the original interest. But then, when I was living and working in Italy, uh, rewriting scripts, and I got the feeling that I was living a an epic of history, and it really was a, a historical time uh, for motion picture history, especially. So I started collecting little tidbits of stories. Uh, by the, some things would happen with friends, and I'd say, oh, that's going to go in the book, that's going to go in the book. But I knew at the time that, well, every actor you've ever talked to is going to write a book someday. Right. <laughs> so no one paid too much attention to that. But I was telling the story to a writer when I was back in Hollywood, and he said, oh, that's, that's pretty good. I think you have a book there. Why don't you uh, uh, work on it? I said, well, oh, I'll introduce you. He took, introduced me to the uh, West Coast editor of Bantam Books and he liked the idea to make a long story short he, had, he arranged uh, he wanted me to write some an outline he introduced me to the president of bantam when he came out from new york and he said "Ah, you know all you writers you think you can write you're all full of bull uh... write me a couple chapters well anyway i wrote the chapters the first three or four chapters and they bought it and they gave me a very nice advance and in the contract it said uh... if i didn't finish the book by a certain date, I had to give the advance back. Well, there was no chance I was giving the advance back. So from that moment on, I was a professional author.
1: Ah, <laughs> yeah.
2: So that that, that got you going—the <laughs> incentive to get it done, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, as far as your acting, do you remember your first TV or movie role?
0: Yes. But it kind of runs together. You see, uh, I was put under contract to Universal International when I was uh, 19. Uh, Kind of an interesting story. I was working as a page at uh, at CBS Radio. Uh, Jack Benny and Mary Benny took a liking to me introduced me to the president of Universal who uh, put me under contract just like that. Wow. No audition, nothing. Anyway, uh, we, we did a lot of Different um, little jobs and big bigger jobs. The contract players, mm-hmm. especially the starting out ones, as I was. All uh, right, I like to say my first film was a Monpah kettle picture. I, I noticed I that. Yeah, that, that that's it's interesting. I didn't realize that was you. <laughs> yeah, but it, actually it wasn't. The the first picture was a picture with Barbara Stanwyck called All I Desire, where I played a. a young high school uh, an actor a high school student acting in a high school play with uh... It was Laurie Nelson's boyfriend in the story but uh... it's a better story that uh... with the modern because that was that was kind of fun right Yeah, and and it was a lead whereas the the uh... I, uh, uh... all I desire all I desire was the name of the picture with Barbara Stanwyck mm-hmm. but it worked in musical shorts and uh and did looping, and all. They kept us busy. Plus, going to school five and a half days a week.
1: Yeah.
2: Huh. And uh, I, I saw on your credits that you also were part of the TV show West Point, and you must yeah. you must have played several different stories, because if I remember right, they were several, they were like... Yeah, it was st- Anthology. T- yeah, yeah, yeah Anthology, they,
0: yes. It's three of them. One of my memories of West Point is... A, Coldest I've ever been in my life we were shooting a uh, uh, West Point is on the Hudson in New York, and it was middle of winter and it was colder than hell, and we were shooting on the river. the river was frozen solid, and the wind was blowing, and the 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 cadets have adequate clothing, I mean coats and underwear, all, all kinds of things, but we were all just freezing, but they didn't stop typical of the movies until the camera froze. Then we had to
2: stop. <laughs> it doesn't matter if the person's freezing, but the camera can't go, right?
0: <laughs> that's right. That's
2: right. Yeah, I noticed early in your career. Uh, of course, you did a lot of sci-fi films uh, too. But when you first were starting out, you were in a lot of uh, different uh, big shows. Actually, Sea Hunt, uh, Bat Masterson, oh, yeah. uh, Highway Patrol. Yeah, yeah.
0: Funny story, Highway Patrol. Broderick Crawford still is one of my favorite actors. He was a beautiful actor when he was sober. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, When I did my first Highway Patrol, I was really kind of in awe of working with Broderick Crawford finally. And uh, I'm on the set, and I'm all rehearsed, and I'm ready to go, and he comes in, and he's kind of under the weather, Mm -hmm. kind of drunk, (laughs) as he tended to be in those days. And he came over to me and he put his hands on my shoulders and leaned into my face and, and kind of sputtered out. He says, "Listen, kid, don't listen to anything I say. It's just when I stop, you start."
2: <laughs> Jeez.
0: And that was my introduction to Brother Crawford. Later, though, I worked with him after he'd gotten sober in a, in, a, in another uh, television show called uh, called uh, City of Angels. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was he was. Brilliant! He just—he was just so good. He made the stars of the show look inferior. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com special offer. You now, just
2: being when you were young like that, and, and of course, you're always looking at the, the stars that you, you're working with, uh, was it kind of a disappointment to, to find that, you know, like you say, he, he had a drinking problem and, uh, you know, did it sort of take away
0: the, the shine? Uh, well, yeah, it's difficult. You know, when you're, well, I, I don't want to say just when you're starting out. Actors do the best they can, uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, it's especially important when you're starting out. You're trying to make an impression, and so the people will hire you again, and so on. And when you're working with with someone who just wants to get just wants to get through the day, mm. as he did then, I hate that talked down about him because he was so good later on and before. All the King's Men is a great film. Uh, what he won the Oscar for,
1: right? Yeah. But,
0: but during his drinking time, it's it, a matter of fact. It was during the, I think it was the last year of, of uh, Highway Patrol, they insisted that they put in his contract that any time they lost because he, of his drinking, he had to pay for.
2: Really? Wow.
0: Yeah. So well, that helped us sober him
2: up. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Gee. Uh-huh. So I have to ask you about some of your sci fi films because I'm a big sci fi fan and I always enjoyed watching those older films. Uh, Revenge of the Creature, I didn't realize you were in that one.
0: Uh, well, I wasn't in it much. Uh, just that the, a scene where I get killed by the creature and then a scene leading up to it where we're on our way. Um, uh, the other actor, what the hell's his name? Good friend of mine. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, I got—he got thrown against a tree because he was a stuntman, also. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bobby Hoy, Bob Hoy. Funny story about Bob Hoy. He was such a successful uh, stuntman. He was offered a. Uh, contracted Warner Brothers to play a lead in the, one of their western series, he turned him down because he was making more money as a stunt man than he could make starring in the series.
2: Really? Wow.
0: <laughs> that's that's a true story. Yeah. Jeez.
2: Now, but, were you uh, a stunt man too?
0: No. No. Okay. Uh, no, I was just a contract player. But but the 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 creature beat me up in badly. And I remember we we shot it at, at night. The fight. And when I was going home after after the shot after the shoot, um, I didn't take my makeup off at the studio. I figured with it I'll wait till I get home, and I'll take it off in the shower. But I remember driving home about four thirty in the morning, just the sun's about to come up, and I was a bloody mess, and people <laughs> in the other cars would look at me and look away in shock. I thought that was kind of amusing right
2: <laughs> boy, you had a rough night,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, now another one uh, in which you starred in, uh, co-starred with Vincent Price, was the Return of the Fly. Right.
0: How well, did you get fun. that job? I, I liked
2: it. How did you get that one?
0: How did I get the picture? Yeah. Well, I I had uh, done a whole series of uh, of B films by then, starring in them, and uh, they offered me the the role. It was a Uh, At Fox, it wasn't a Fox picture. It was uh, the arm of Fox that makes the uh, the B films. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I turned it down because they weren't going to pay me any more money than I normally got. I was at that time I was starring in films for five hundred dollars on a two week guarantee. So starred in five films, made five thousand dollars. That didn't quite uh, track. And uh, I knew this was a big picture, so I wanted more money. Well, in the end, um, the, the head of the studio called me in and said, Look, Brett, I want you to do this picture. It's important for your career. I guarantee you it's important for your career, but I'm not going to pay you any more money. But do the picture. Hmm. So I did the picture, obviously. Uh, but he he was—he made it sound so important that I had to do the picture. Yeah. I mean, I knew something was up in it, and it was true. Uh, by the time the picture was over, I was under contract. Twentieth uh, Century Fox had put me under contract, and then I went right into uh, a big A picture after that called uh, "The Best of Everything." It, so it was it. It did lead to to uh, to getting into in, in, into another part of the business, into, into the bigger pictures.
2: Yeah. Well, I, it, the other day I was looking at after you accepted doing this, I was looking at some pictures of uh, The Fly and The Return of the Fly, of course, uh, yeah. and uh, I, I noticed that. In the film Return of the Fly you were playing the son of David Hedison, right? Right. Correct. And and right. and after looking at the pictures, you actually had quite a I mean not an exact resemblance, but but I could see a resemblance with you and David Hedison.
0: Yeah, that's that's funny because uh, David and I were f- uh, friends before the uh, I did the picture and, and have remained friends to this day. But uh, David's wife always used to say, ah, that's so stupid, Dover. You two don't look anything alike. And she was always downplaying that that we looked alike. Until one day, she came up behind me and she started talking to me as David. (laughs) And I turned around and she says, oh, my God, oh, my God. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I just thought it was was odd that there was that you know I I know you were playing his son, and there was some some resemblance. I mean, not like I say, it's not it wasn't exact looking, but uh, there there was a, a little bit of a, a resemblance there. Yeah, yeah. So it worked out. I was wondering if they did did they cast you because of that?
0: Do you think? I don't think so. No. 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 Yeah. Now. No, uh, no, no. That, that's the first time I've even heard that proposed.
2: Really? Yeah. 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 Now what about working with Vincent Price? That that, that must have been a, a a thrill to work with him.
0: He's the uh probably the nicest actor I've ever worked with. He was he's very helpful, very friendly. Uh made it made it all fun. I, I did two films with, with Vincent Price. Uh, uh, uh Twice Told Tales was another Kind of a horror picture that we did together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, after the fly picture. Yeah. Uh, so uh, whenever I talk about Vincent Price, I'm talking about one of the nicest, best actor people that I've that I met in all my career.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah, that's nice. Now you also, uh, I noticed you were the star of Follow the Sun on TV. Uh, or right. co-star, and uh, but I noticed the year before you were on the Adventures in Paradise, which took place in Hawaii. Also, uh, was did it come about because you were on Adventures in Paradise that they somebody came up with an idea and said, "Hey, you know, he 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 worked well in Hawaii. <laughs> Let's put him in this one." Uh, I
0: don't think so. First of all, uh, in Adventures in Paradise. It it wasn't in Hawaii. It was uh, more in the South Seas. Right, traveling around, yeah. And uh, I don't remember what I did in Adventures in Paradise. But I was under contract to the studio, and uh, they were just putting me into whatever they could. Uh, Before I did uh, Follow the Sun, I did a pilot for... uh, for an African hunting show called Safari. Mm -hmm. Uh, That didn't sell. It was stupid. Well, what happened was they used a lot of stock footage uh, from uh, Snows of Kilimanjaro, I think, Uh where they used land rovers, range rovers, Mm -hmm. uh, for the Safari stuff. Well, our show was sponsored by, financed by Kaiser, who made Jeeps, oh geez when Kaiser saw all those (laughs) uh, British Land Rovers he said "Uh, no 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 yeah yeah,
2: I can understand that I guess
0: (laughs) yeah but uh, the show I liked the show it was was a good show it just it was in my mind it was badly managed Uh, people didn't know people making it were not God I hate to say this but they were not serious television people. They were New York live television. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, intellectuals that didn't understand the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we made some good shows. We had uh, got some uh, good reviews. We had really good people. They 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 spent a lot of money. Got top co stars, and it it was um, it was a good show. But we were up against. We were up against uh, Dennis the Menace Mm -hmm. and uh, Disney's Wonderful World of Color. Uh, So we had pretty good competition.
1: mm -hmm. And we should
0: have been in color. But uh, typical of the short-sightedness of the studio bosses, when it was suggested we do the show in color, one of our bosses says, I'm not going to sell color television sets for RCA, which was NBC. Oh, yeah. But it was just a dumb thing to say. Yeah,
2: yeah, especially, you know. Now, was that actually filmed in Hawaii?
0: No. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've never been to Hawaii.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I've been to Tahiti a few times, but I've never been to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. No, it was all filmed at the studio. Really?
2: Wow. And it, what yeah. do they do? Do uh, shots and, and inter-splice it in?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh. Well, that's, that's too funny. bad. <laughs> I would get fan mail, though. I saw you on the streets in Honolulu. Oh, boy. my cousin drove you in his taxi in Honolulu. I've never been there.
2: <laughs> so, see, I, I, here I am thinking that you had been, you know, had this nice, cushy job out, out in Hawaii, and everybody wanted to come out and be part of the show because you're in Hawaii, and, and it's a back lot.
0: <laughs> Sorry to disillusion you. We had a really good back lot at Fox, though.
2: And, really?
0: Big Lake, well even uh, Adventures in Paradise they had uh, the uh, the ship what the hell was it called? The Tiki I think it was called. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, on the back lot.
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing how they <laughs> they could fool you even back then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no CGI.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Everything was done <laughs> the, the the you know, it was real. Yeah. Gee. So now I noticed um, I'm always interested in find out why how did you get your name? Uh, you, you know, a lot of actors change their names. Uh, it, what's the story behind changing your name to Brett Halsey?
0: Uh, well, my the name I, I was born with is Charles Oliver Hand H A N D. Mm-hmm. Well, when they signed me at Universal, they decided that it was too dignified in quotes a name for a hot rod juvenile. So they changed it, and because I'm related to Admiral Halsey, they decided to use. Just came out of a. A list of names. Hmm. But it is a name... I've been Brett Halsey so long, I am Brett Halsey. Right, yeah. Uh, I used to be Charles Hand, but I don't relate. Even my family calls me Brett, so... Mm
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, some of the shows you've been credited as Montgomery Ford. Yeah. What's the story behind that?
0: Oh, I know people always ask that. Or is it a bad question? I don't know (laughs) I was in a mood, and I didn't really want to do the picture. And somebody said, "Oh, we'll put a different name on it." and I said, "Well, okay." It was a nutty thing to do because the damn picture became a big success. It was one of the top westerns of the year. Oh, wow! In Italy, all of a sudden, this this person, this Montgomery Ford, was becoming a star. So I had to work hard to kill that. Then I get calls from Hollywood. What would you do, Brett? You changed your name? I said, No, no, I didn't change my name. <laughs> I thought no one would ever hear about it.
2: <laughs> so, did you come up with the name Montgomery Ford?
0: Uh, I, I may have participated. I don't remember exactly how that name came about.
2: Yeah, sounds like a a, a mix of Montgomery Cliff. Look, Mont- Montgomery Cliff and uh, John Ford, or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, just a mix of Hollywood names.
2: Right. Yeah. Now you've been in. All these other TV shows. I'm looking over the list here right now, and uh, I mean, you know, The Love Boat, Bionic Woman, Heart to Heart, uh, uh, Charlie's Angels, The Fall Guy. I mean, 70s TV and early 80s TV. You were you were on everything. Fantasy Island, Love Boat. Uh, just well, a- I was here,
0: uh, and being an actor, and that's what I do. I was working. Uh, there are big gaps. Uh, in, in like say, say television when I wasn't here because I spent a lot of time away from Hollywood mm-hmm, Yeah, I was in Rome off and on for over 15 years I was in Canada for 5 or 6 years I was in teaching at the University of Costa Rica for 6, 7 years uh, so there's a lot of time that I wasn't working in American television but I was working in television outside of America I did a lot of work in Canada in television and films uh, Costa Rica, I worked in television and films, and, uh, I worked in television in Italy as well, yeah. Yeah. And Germany. Hmm. And you were even
2: on, uh, the, the in the Godfather movies, right?
0: Uh, uh just one of them. The movies, three? The last one. The yeah. The three.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you, you've been in, uh, a, quite a, quite a range of different films and everything.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, people say, you must be awfully busy, are you? It doesn't seem like I'm so busy it's just i like to work uh and I've been doing this for a long time, so I guess I've had time to uh to fill out a a good resume
2: yeah i <laughs> mean it's pages and pages here, and in fact you've you've done some stuff recently too
0: yeah uh well, the last as a matter of fact the last film i think it was the last film um, Club Utopia, a mm-hmm. film I did in Canada. Last year I was nominated for Best Supporting Actor at a film festival in Hoboken, New Jersey. So I didn't win, but at least I got the nomination.
2: Yeah, wow, that's great. Now, do you have any other projects that are coming up as far as acting?
0: I'm supposed to be doing a western in Spain uh, later this year. Uh, 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 Robert Wood, who is a Western uh, spaghetti Western star uh, and I and I was a spaghetti Western star at the time this Italian actually Spanish producers come up with the idea to do a film uh, starring the two old-time spaghetti Western stars and and they've come up with a pretty good script so that's what I'm supposed to do uh, later this year now uh, European producers sometimes come up short with money so Maybe I'm going to do it, maybe not. But it's, it's. Uh, I'm supposed to be doing it. Yeah.
2: Now, do they film that in Spain?
0: Uh, it'll be filmed in Spain. Yeah.
2: In Spain. In yeah. Almeria. Wow. Now, yeah, Where, how yeah. is it out there? Is it? Does it look like our
1: West? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it looks. There's no 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 problem um, uh, making it look like the West is it. Uh, it's one thing they do you know how, how we have the uh, the Saragoso cactus, those cactus that they're kind of tall with like arms that stick yes. up. Yep. Well, they don't have them in Europe, but they they have made uh uh plywood cutouts. Ah, that okay. they hold up and they put them off distant in the hills so you'd see a like a silhouette of uh mm-hmm. of of these. Yeah. Hey, uh, if it works. <laughs> yeah, no, it works. And, uh, there, there, there were different things, but they, like, some of the saddles weren't, weren't quite right. It took a while to get the horses used to, uh, well, you do a lot of shooting off a horse, and if a horse has never been, isn't used to gunshots, uh, you can have quite a ride.
1: Wow, yeah.
2: Now, do you ever get injured? Uh,
0: yeah, but not seriously. Yeah. You can't do, a you see, most American actors are better trained at action than the European counterparts. I have to be careful how I say that, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, many times I'd see uh and it's just not just me. I, this is many other Americans that I spoke with. Uh, you see these stuntmen do this thing, and you say, oh, God, I can do it better than that. And because they are doubling me, I want to look right. Right, yeah. So I, no, 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 I'll do it myself. No, 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 I'll do it myself. And the next thing you know, I'm doing these stunts I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was hurt, but never seriously hurt. Yeah. Nothing I couldn't get up and shake it off.
2: Uh, well, that's good. Now, Brad, I'd like to finish up with two final questions that take us away from your writing and also your acting. When you sit down and relax and watch TV, what's your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and also what's your favorite movies now and of the past?
0: It's funny. The television, uh, American television, uh, the cop shows, the detective shows, and the uh, hospital shows, to me all seem the same they they change the casts but they all seem like the same script the same uh problems so i've been watching the brit the british shows mm mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh breaking bad though i know that's i watched breaking bad what a wonderful show it's probably of all the shows that i've ever seen it's probably the best written best produced uh show now i don't say best acted because I think that's part of being best produced because they got the best actors.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: really a wonderful show. Have you seen it? I,
2: yeah, I've seen it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and and it's yeah, funny because everybody I've talked to seems that's on on their list. Breaking Bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it's just the best that I've seen. But for general uh, network sort of thing, I, I watch the British shows a lot. I like the British comedies. Uh, my favorite movie, I think of all time, is a movie called Beat the Devil, uh, directed by John Huston, starring Humphrey Bogart, Gina Lola-Brigida.
2: Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I th- it sounds familiar, I think, I think I've think i
0: seen that. Uh, I love that picture. Uh, other movies, I don't know, I... I I, I don't like these formula action pictures, the, the monsters and all, all this business. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like <laughs> a story. I like a story. Right. Yes. Definitely. So I, I'm not a. When when you see the uh, at the end of the week, they talk the they talk about the they write about the uh, the most successful picture of the week, the blockbuster of the week. I don't watch them. I'm a member of the Academy, and they send me all the pictures at the end of the year mm-hmm. to see. I could see them at home. Yep. To yeah. vote for the for the Oscars, but uh, some of those pictures I don't even bother to look at.
2: Yeah. 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 It, like you say, if there's no story, it it's just a waste of time, <laughs>
0: really. Yeah. 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 And I like to read. Uh, I like uh, I like Mark Twain. I've been re- I re-read uh, Tom Sawyer recently.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: but. Uh, my wife and I both like to read so we read a lot of fiction well, and I like to read uh, historical things because to do uh, uh, research for for my like my historical novel about California yeah did a lot of reading and and history
2: so how many more books do you have in the works right now
0: well uh, in the works I think I have Three in the works. I don't think I'll live long enough to write all three of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more. One more.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: At least. Mm-hmm. As long as my fingers work.
2: Right. <laughs> well, Brett, I, I want to... You know, thank you so much for taking the time here to share with us and and remember back when you were there. You know, doing your acting and everything, and also uh, with your writing. And, and a grave misunderstanding. Uh, people should go out and get your book and uh, enjoy it. And I uh, thank you so much for taking the time.
0: And the people could look uh, can look at my website. Oh, okay. Where's About, your website? It's uh, one word, dot net, and that has the uh, photographs and all my books and uh, all kinds of stuff.
2: Okay, when we post this, we'll make sure we put a link so people can uh, just click on it and get right to you.
0: A link? That's great. Because That's one thing my wife was saying. Be sure you have a link. I, okay, we'll get a link.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Brett, thank you very much for taking the time.
0: Yeah, it's been a pleasure.
2: Palsy, such a pleasure to have him here at On Screen and Beyond. I hope you enjoyed that, and be sure to check out his new book, *A Grave Misunderstanding*. You can go to his website or uh, Amazon; they've got it there too. And just uh, just pick it up; it's a great book. And then, uh, uh, you know. Go to his website and check all his pictures about, uh, you know, his uh, career that he's had and uh, the just the Return of the Fly. I love that movie. I love those old sci-fi movies. Uh, just so much fun to watch, and so many other things. Brett Halsey, thank you very much. Well, it has been a very, very, very busy summer here and uh, here at On Screen and Beyond. We are getting closer and closer to our final show. Of this season, so uh, in then we take what a couple weeks off, and then we come back in September with our new season and a whole new fifty episodes for you, and uh, we you know really appreciate that you've been listening here at On Screen to be on, and more and more people are listening. And we also hope that you will be telling friends so we can get more listeners. We love having people listen to these great people who join us. And, you know, it's not only is it an honor to have them join us here to uh, tell their stories. It's an honor to have you listening each week to uh, On Screen and Beyond. And uh, we do appreciate it. Love your emails. You can email... uh, just a, a message to me if you want, or if you want to turn around and make a suggestion for a guest, you can email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. dot com really appreciate it, and it's always fun to hear your your uh, emails and uh, it's uh you know uh, we try to get those guests on, and uh, we will always continue to try you know even if even if you've sent in a suggestion say last year and maybe I couldn't make a connection or maybe I couldn't uh, get that person to come on. We will try again. That's all right. We keep trying and trying. So sooner or later, we'll get them on here, hopefully. And I guess that's about it. And if you have a birthday coming up or a friend's birthday, be sure to send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And uh, we'll slap you right there on the birthday wishes that we have each week here. And that's about it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.